you know, design is design is like eating a sandwich. It's you have to <laughs> select the the succulent carrots. I'm like, what? No, it's not. <laughs> design is like, oh, Figma's crashed again. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Design Huddle, we got an interesting episode. I was telling Mustafa I had this cool idea. I've been, my, my, my wife and I have been doing a lot of home design. You know, it was COVID, pandemic. We were all sitting at home looking at our houses. A lot of people naturally were like wanting to upgrade. We were one of those families. We did a ton of upgrades. So my two worlds are colliding. I am like, you know, a UX designer by profession. I like interior home design as a hobby so what i found was interesting is i find a lot of parallels between home trend designs and like web design and a lot of people like the metaphor of when you build a website it's similar to building a house you know like html is the structure css is like the walls and the design you get the metaphor everyone's heard it before so we're going to kind of take some of the top design trends of 2021 and then we're just going to see how it relates to web design so we'll start with the first one and then I'll get, you know, Mustafa's take as well. So one of the top trends right now is brightening up spaces. No surprise. Millennials love, love the whites, you know, painting walls white to bring in natural light. This is really no surprise. This also means like maximizing natural light makes it feel more homey and welcoming. So that's the interior design trend. When I hear that interior design trend, the first thing I think of is like Apple's website. I think of like a massive amount of white space, very visual, high quality windows of products that we're looking into that are very vibrant and welcoming. So um, if I was to pick one company or example that matches this interior design trend, I think Apple. Is there any, any sites that you think, Mustafa, re reflect this physical idea of having a lot of natural light white space to draw people to products or or services i think ikea probably i mean as soon as you start talking yeah. the thing is when you say starts talking about interior design the first one's ikea and we've mentioned ikea as being like one yeah. of those magical companies which they're a they're a they're a, a design company through and through right um and everything about their their design culture is so strong and it's just such a well-made service design company um like technology whatever so ikea's white spaces is great the thing is it's like what this is more of a bias of me and i've noticed in designs i've done recently where people the feedback i always get in my design is mustafa can you make things slightly smaller because i make things so big because <laughs> i white space i just think nah let's just fill it all um <laughs> uh so yeah but i think there's like you know again it's all contrast right like design is all contrast so the white space is deliberately there so you can focus on the element or the the, the product in the center um and it's to highlight that but again i, I like things really big and bold <laughs> which i think maybe <laughs> right. i've been told you can disagree with the trend too like 
just like the other yeah. thing is, is that a lot of people hate these interior design trends because they're like, it's so minimal and boring and farm. I don't want to see another farmhouse design. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think there's a little bit of that. You don't have like some people like sometimes I go to a website. And I'm like, this is so boring that it's like, I feel like I've seen this copy and pasted a million times. All right. Here's the thing. Yeah. And this is like heresy. And I know this is heresy. <laughs> like Someone posted like Didi Rams, Didi Rams, the famous uh, designer who um, Jonathan Ive looks up to. Uh, and the whole world looks up to and there's like a, his documentary I think for his like birthday they they released the documentary of his life and his work and I got to 10 minutes and I was like it was all white rooms and you know that weird um, <laughs> music where it's just like sort of single tones for like 30 seconds you know it's, it's supposed to be like the pondering design I was like this is so boring <laughs> I'm not supposed to say that. This is a famous designer. I was like, God, like, can't you just say something rather than, you know, design is, design is like eating a sandwich. It's, you have to <laughs> select the, the succulent carrots. I'm like, what? No, it's not. <laughs> design is like, oh, Figma's crashed again. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, that's literally, it's, or like, send me version final, final underscore V2. You know, it's like the same. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so are you let me ask you this if i think ikea is a good example for like minimal do you like that trend do you like when there's a lot of like negative and white space or do you are, are you because there is another you the web design trend called like maximalism which is like how much stuff can you jam in and maximize like one page which yeah you know is a little overwhelming to me but i get be, wanting to stand out and be different at the same time i mean if you remember like the a few episodes back we were doing the design reviews, Wax po Poetics. Yeah. And their thing was like, everything was very large and big and in your face. Again, it's like, there's the visual design element here and there's also the UX design element. Like, when you go to Ikea's site, what are you focused on? You're focused on, I need to get some cupboards and can I find it and is it cheap enough? And can I do a comparison between, if I'm not 100% sure, can I do a comparison? And like, there's different types of customers as well, where some customers they want, um, they know exactly what they want, but they just need to find the color and the tone. And so there's so many different chats. So there's the actual usability side of, am I able to get through this? And then there's the side of, can I appreciate this site as a site? Uh, <clears throat> and, I, and I suppose a lot of it comes back to, where I more appreciate sites for their visual design was back in the flash days. And so there was a, there's a website, which is basically the history of, of design. And as I was going through it, uh, and finding all these old flash websites, which I used to love, and they had, um, <clears throat> a lot of white space where you have this character in the middle animated and it's all motion. And it's like, it's not just the white space, it's the combination of the white space, the color, the motion, the transitions working together in unison. Um, and so when, when you're looking at it as a piece of entertainment, I think it's much more interesting when it's right. usability, you know, like Amazon is not known for white space, but it, for the chaos that it seems to be, it's quite usable, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> which is, um, where Apple site, when I was buying uh, a laptop recently and cause I'm cheap, I was going through the refurbished ones and that the usability of that is terrible. Because you're just trying, you're, you're basically switching off settings and the filters don't update and stuff like that just annoys the hell out of me. But, you know, I mean, again, I think interior design is because it's the physical world. You know, you can, you're, you're there to enjoy it. And also part of it is to show off when you have guests. Yeah. 
Oh, look at yeah. I'm cultured. Look at my white yeah. walls. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, no, right. I mean, it's like you're also projecting like it's but like if you think about it, interior design in a lot of ways is like you're projecting your personal brand. So like if your house was your website, you're pro- you're projecting your stylistic brand or it's a it's a it's a combination of you and your partners like you know, uh, it's almost like two companies that merged, right? And then you have like, <laughs> you, have, sometimes, you mean sometimes, it was a take for me? It was a takeover, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so, sometimes the ideas like can really like play well together because you have two people that have similar styles. Other times it's a little bit more contrasting, but um, yeah, I think what I'm getting at is that there's actually like a lot of parallels here, and one of the ones that I think is really interesting that during the you know. Um, COVID and, and the pandemic, this idea of embracing flexible spaces is becoming very popular. So like new and remodeled homes, often like a home office, they have a flex yeah. option for like, you know, I think the best ones like new builders, if you look at new construction houses, they're building kitchens that are like virtual for like schoolwork, crafting, a home office. So yeah. you're having these spaces that can function a lot of different ways um, because it's reflecting the way that people are living their lives. Like there's, you know, parents that are jumping from, you know, work calls to teach their kid homework. I mean, you know this better than anyone as someone that's been working full time and yeah. has homeschooling kids. Like, I guess it's like that, that idea of making websites flexible, um, I think is interesting. This is probably a stretch, but I kind of think this is similar to like of a progressive web app in a way where you're building yeah. one experience that works across devices. You're kind of, it's flexible in that regardless of where you have it, it has a consistently good experience. So that's why I think that if there is a way to tie flexible home designs into web design, I see that as like the rise of progressive web apps and why PWAs continue to be popular. Well, so, I mean, you, um, is that a reach? So it's like, is that a reach? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I think so. The the trend is spaces which can be customized to fit the needs of the moment rather than being a fixed thing, right? That's kind of the so progressive web design. No. Um, Responsive web design, yeah. uh, basically, it, it comes from architecture anyway. It's like having buildings that can change shapes, and because we were influenced by graphic design, it's very fixed uh, pixel, fixed centimeter, millimeter medium, um, and so responsive web design was all about you know you, you, the the system accommodates for the different screens that it's in. So yeah, I mean that's hundred percent true, um, and I think especially in large cities where space is a premium you know like sf like you could buy a shed for like a million because <laughs> there's nothing you know whatever um there's a huge requirement to customize the space as much as possible although things may be changing slightly now that i think the world is going to move away from focused on like these big cities when like have different hubs yeah. um but then at the same time people's home spaces have to be be customizable for this so the furniture you'll start seeing is a bit more interesting um yeah like you've seen the furniture that pops up everywhere now where it's like it's a table but then the table turns into four chairs and the four chairs can be like moved in different ways so it's like it's not just like the home itself but the furniture that's in the room is also flexible for different needs in different situations so i actually love that i love that people like um a lot of these furniture companies they're like um i think of uh what, what am I thinking of? It's like uh, the brand that's like... Uh, like Transformers. <laughs> yeah. For furniture. 
I mean, you know, this is very common in Turkish culture. Like every yeah. sofa can turn into a bed because it's the idea is that you're so like you, you try to accommodate for guests as much as possible. And you're so yeah, inviting. That. Yeah. So that so every so buying when we were buying furniture, every sofa has to turn into a bed um, because someone might come around and they can't travel back home. And so you're accommodating for them. Uh, and and the Ottoman furniture way, the beds can open up. And there's like storage in, in, inside of them and like storage is hidden. That's a very common thing in Turkish culture. Like you'll see a chair and then it's, you open the, the chair itself and there's like, it's basically like the kids' toys because that's basically where you're storing everything. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I yeah. see that and obviously it's like custom. Like, so that's the interesting thing about our home is um, my wife is very good when it comes to designing and crafting stuff. And so she likes designing things in such a way where... Um, there's so much space to store stuff, but you'd never see it in, 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 in public. So it's like things like collapse and, and are hidden. So the, the, the house looks very minimalistic in some respects, but then you open up a drawer and suddenly there's so much stuff going on inside. But yes, I would say that responsive web design, responsive spaces, that does make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's a trend that's been around forever, but um, yeah. So let's move on. Last one that I wanted to run by you. So another very popular trend, 2021 trend, that's again, I think a, um, a result of the previous year is adding quiet zones. So with you know activity buzzing throughout the home because people are home more, a quiet area to unwind after a long day or simply unplug from devices and screens is a very sought after feature. So basically I think of it a screenless room. Our kids are you know on devices because you know, People are parents are multitasking. And I think this adding an idea of quiet zones is not just a website or a web design trend. It's also just like a technology and like, like that's the way where uh, companies are moving, right? Where this idea of digital wellness and caring about screen time and making, you know, so you're not just in these endless scroll swipes of TikTok and Instagram, but you're actually having thoughtful experiences and you're allocating your time between apps and, you know, the, in, in web time and all that kind of stuff. So this is, this one for me is like very clear, like adding quiet zones in a house sounds amazing. Like sometimes a lot of people are watching TV to decompress, but sometimes we have a back patio that I just love sitting out on. It's, it's like outside. We have some like, you know, plants and gardens and it's a very place just to kind of unplug. Um, so I totally subscribe to this and I love that more companies um, are starting to give more thought to digital wellness as well. What are your thoughts here? Do you think this is a, is this another reach by Ryan? <laughs> no, no, I think, well, I mean, I was, I was trying to, like, just before you said the last bit, I was thinking, do products, when do products have like, if you're in a checkout flow, is there like a quiet zone? Okay, you're almost finished. How about you contemplate like the meaning of life before you click buy? <laughs> well, no, it's also like, it, it's also like, what if they were like, do you really need this product? Do you really need this, you know? Uh, you know, Instagram ad that you clicked on and you're, you're, you know, you're buying spontaneously. They would never do that, right? Because they need to make, it's a business. No, I mean, you might, basically, you might do the opposite. The reason why you need this is because we're, you know, fair trade or something like that. So right, yeah, 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 that's a good, that's you're, you're a really highlighting good the, the social element. Um, yeah. But digital wellness, like seeing, I think operating systems are doing this more than anyone else where they'll yeah. tell you how long you've been using an apps like this week or, um, yeah, I think Android and iOS are doing a great job. Of yeah, that. I think changing um, the screen color like so that because I think blues is it blue the blue color like 
keeps you awake and disrupts yeah, your sleep. Out, so th- they take out the blue screens at at night. It yeah, kind of turns off. I have that on, so at like nine p.m., it'll shut down the color, and it actually makes it less appealing to actually look at the screen because it's like almost dim. So it's easier on yeah. the eyes, and it's like there's a lot of like benefits to that. But um, I think that's great. Like we never had that before, so any progress in this world, it, like in that direction, I think is a good thing. And I actually love, I also love the idea too that you brought up of like companies and websites are separating themselves for this idea of like social good. Like this is free trade, organic, like all these other like you know. Uh, like if you're buying something, it's like would you like to donate ten percent to like ten p or to whatever ten cents to planting trees or something like because of the packaging that you're using or the fact that you recyclable things or would you here's an here's an environment an environmentally friendly alternative to what you're about to purchase um i think i mean those things again it's like being cognizant of the of the waste or perhaps even offering um secondhand versions of the things that you're buying so you're not just buying brand new things all the time um but yeah in terms of the contemplating spaces i mean that's that's really important i mean i think it's well known that you need just headspace like for, to contemplate every single day like you know whether it's meditation or prayer or um a sports activity or whatever i when I, when before the gyms i mean they're not completely open, they're open now in london anyway um going swimming at night was my thing because that's completely disconnected yeah, you can't awesome. take your devices and just i remember just diving underwater and all you can hear is just the sound of water that was so amazing like just as a it's like the water is almost massaging your body as you're trying to, well, I swim terribly, um, but like, it's just that kind of complete disconnect and you're in the elements, right? It's just the water in you and your ability to try and stay alive. <laughs> if, you, if, you're a, if you're a rubbish swimmer like me, it's just like, yes. oh God, this is so poetic. I could that be went, drowning. That was, that was like, that was like so beautiful. And then you're like, it took a dark turn when you're like, and then I struggle for my life because I realized I, I don't know how to swim, but but but, um, but the, the the amazing thing there is like again it's like I think John Cleese the Monty Python he's did done a lot of talks on creativity and again I've mentioned this before I think he talked about Thomas Edison used to do this thing where he'd be sitting in a room comp, like complete silence and then he'd have two metal um, balls in his hand and a metal plate on the floor and he'd kind of go into that drifting zone and just as he was drifting off obviously his hands would release the balls hit it would wake him up um, and in that that kind of st- in between sleep and awake state was where he found the most creative ideas came from because you're completely freeing your mind of everything out there. That's so, so cool. Yeah, I totally like, get that. You ever like you ever like right before you fall asleep, you like you come up with like an idea from something during your day and you want to like write it down on a piece of paper. I used to. I don't do it as much, but I used to. I just have like a, a notepad and pen because I, I I don't know why, but I, I what you're saying like resonates with me so much because I used to just like. Whenever I was like fully, you know, like the noise of the day and your mind can finally just like kind of slowly rest, then an idea would pop in my head. I'm like, that is such a good idea of like an idea or something I was tinkering with like earlier in the day or the yeah, week. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's just would, like... That's well, John Cleese used to say like he would write a script and then fry it away and then the next day well, he'd sleep and wake up and he'd try to rewrite and whatever he'd write would be so much better because he would be focusing on the most important things of that script. So it's like the idea is the first thing you design isn't necessarily the best path to go down. And when you can't think of a problem, the best thing to do is just to walk away and have a sleep or um, go out with friends or just do something that's completely disconnected. Uh, so I think, you know, that kind of 
not getting stuck in this sort of like designer's block is usually that you just need a, a break and a rest and that's just normal part of the creative process um i mean <laughs> so again me being the dark bleak one <laughs> as you're talking about writing notes i can imagine if i had write, written that got all these amazing ideas i wake up the next morning and read what i read like oh, it'd be something like don't trust the ducks they're all spies he's <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> really random like that yeah that's funny <laughs> A little bit more cynical, a little bit more cynical approach, but I think that's, you know, that's why it's a good balance, you know? Um, yeah, but I think this, you know, this episode might be a stretch for our listeners, but I think, I think there's a lot here. If you're an interior designer, like come on design huddle, we, let's talk. Like I, we, I think something that we want to do for our guests in future episodes is like, you know, design huddle started cause we both love design. Um, we talk a lot about UX as you know, but we're going to start interviewing people from a ton of different disciplines. So uh, if you're one of those people that's just interested in other design areas, reach out to us, DM us, tweet at us. Um, we're happy to have you on. Any closing thoughts, Mustafa, before we end the episode, our most famous episode of making parallels between interior design trends and web design trends? No, I think it, it's, I think it's much more interesting as designers to look outside of your, your design discipline and looking at how other designers try to solve problems uh so architects of the past you know how they've designed things um you know because architects they they see themselves as sculptors of light because how they position windows will light the spaces and how you guide someone around a building with stairs and you point things out and again these are like basically the equivalent of our buttons are call to actions right you know it's, um and i think it's quite inspiring how other design disciplines take this like if you think about the notion of going through an app or a site laterally like you know it's like just thinking what is it you're, you're guiding a person and you think okay guiding a person how does a fashion designer guide a person to wear a jumper like what's the things that they're doing you know are there cues the buttons how are they placed or whatever or in architecture or garden design and i think those things are much more interesting because then you can start thinking about how you can emphasize those things to make your design successful so yeah and i think um that's beautiful you can, we're gonna print that yeah, on a t-shirt well <laughs> What the ducks <laughs> looking, looking to get us? <laughs> that's actually that's a, such a. I, I, we should get like a, you. You're like a cartoonist. You should draw that. I want to see it next episode. I want to see the the mock up for the t-shirts of the of the duck spies. Yeah, and then Mustafa's taken away because he needs help. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll be looking for a new host, co-host of Design yeah, Huddle. So this is also like if, send me resumes too because I'm looking for someone else to run Design Huddle with. <laughs> Um, awesome. Well, let's wrap here before we go down any more rabbit holes. Uh, thanks Mustafa for, uh, hanging with me as I really wanted to talk about interior design. Cause I'm anytime doing it. shout out to our partners, our wives for crushing it and being awesome. interior designers. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to our kids for ruining everything with Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's such, that's, that's like a little too real. Um, all right, cool. Well, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Design Huddle. If you haven't done so, please make sure you subscribe, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling 
wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Design Huddle. The opinions expressed are solely our own and do not express the views or opinions of our employer.